Okay, so welcome to episode six of the TPM podcast. We've got Matt with us today, our second Matt in six episodes. So that's good going. Um, this time we've got Matt Lockley of Shape Up Nutrition. So Matt, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, yeah, and we can talk a little bit about your start into the industry as well. Okay, so um, I'll I'll just pick up on on the start into the industry because it, it, it's a story that sort of, tells itself and, and sort of explains why I'm now uh, trying to work with people on the nutrition. So um, if we go back to when I was sort of like about mid, mid to late 20s, um, I found myself very, very overweight. I, I started started my journey to adulthood, sort of 18 years old, probably about 10 stone ringing wet. I was really, really slim from my age and, and there was nothing to me at all yeah. um by the time i was sort of like approaching my mid-20s i'd like i doubled in size i was like pushing 20 stone right okay i was miserable absolutely miserable with it yeah. um i in turn tried literally every fad under the sun like i tried all the pills the skinny teas i tried every diet going i lost weight and regained weight and i just couldn't manage to make it stick and like, even joining the gym and trying to kill myself in the gym and seeing next to no changes. So there was, um, there was a personal trainer who I'd got pretty close with. And we talked about the impact of diet. I said to him, like, I've tried everything. Literally nothing is working for me. And he says, are you in a calorie deficit, though? I was like, what's a calorie deficit? Nobody's ever said those words to me before. And he said, it's it's a, it's a principle of energy balance. So if you're consuming more food than you are burning through your daily activity, you work in the gym, et cetera, you're not going to see any changes. And this was a major light bulb moment for me. I went away and did exactly what he suggested. Um, went and put myself into a calorie deficit, found out what my, what my um, metabolic rate was, how much energy I was burning in a day. And I made myself a little deficit and it worked. And suddenly sort of like everything sort of clicked into place. And as I was like gradually losing weight and seeing this massive change, I'm like, why has nobody ever talked about this in the industry up until now? So I'm like, right, okay, I'm going to go and study nutrition. And there's got to be a million other people like me who like went from being extremely light to being massively overweight in a short space of time. And I want to help those people. Not from a, a personal trainer point of view, because like the, the, there's a million personal trainers out there. Everybody who specializes in exercise, I want to come at, come at it from the other way yeah. and help people with their with their nutrition. So just after 12 months of studying, a few exams and studying again now. Yeah. And you know, I just want to, I, I just want to help people get their diets in order. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy really that, I mean, I, I can't quite remember because I sort of came at it from the other way or from the way that you started. Like I started yeah. from the, the underweight end. Um, and so I, aside from eating off protein and like generally the advice was just eat more because I was a skinny kid and I was training <laughs> and not gain any weight. It's just keep eating, keep yeah. eating, keep eating. Um, yeah. So like I probably never got to the stage where I was consciously thinking of that. And it's, it's probably, I, I mean, I can't remember when I would have first come across the idea of 
calorie balance, but to think that you could even, you know, be hyper aware of the fitness industry. I mean, I, I read everything. I watched every video. I was following every YouTube channel. Like I did all of that. Like, and I, I must've gone, I must've been six or seven years into my training journey before the idea of calorie balance was even, you know, introduced to me, which is, which is crazy. It's crazy that you can be so interested in the industry. I do think that it's, it's probably swaying now. Um, but I think people are more aware of calories than they, they used to be. I think probably James, no, James Smith as, as, as sort of um, <laughs> facilitated that. He's opened name. Pandora's box a little bit, hasn't he? So yeah. literally if you're interested in the industry, everybody's heard of it now. Yeah, exactly. So I suppose that's when it's, it's easy to then go, oh, okay, so I know the the numbers now and think that you can just go numbers to uh, putting that into, into place and everything will just fall into place when, you know, sometimes it's, there are reasons why people are eating more calories than they they need in the first place, you know, and those those things need exactly. need addressing. So I know you you know Nicole, don't you, of Equilibrium Fitness? So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we we we've talked in the past. I've got a lot of time for Nicole. Yeah, so we we did the the second episode together, and and she went through and sort of talked about all of the diet fads that she tried, which was all of them um i'm not going to get you to go into a competition <laughs> i'm not going to get you to go into a competition with her and see who's done more but do you want to um do you want to run through what the sort of um with the sort of things that you did try and the sort of things that you still see people trying now i mean obviously we're going towards <laughs> we're going towards the sort of new year's resolution when this goes out it will officially be january so yeah. there will be a lot of people now more than ever going through the sort of um journey that you've been through yeah so do you want to talk about a little bit how you how you found yourself getting dragged into these things and you know what you went through? yes so i think with a lot of people they will naturally be drawn to uh, friends and family who who've lost some weight or or, or have heard something or they've read an article on a specific yeah. thing right when i first started trying to uh trying to lose some of the weight that i built up there was um there was a lot of and i want to say in inverted commas research yeah. being done on on like raspberry ketones and, mm. and skinny teas and this that and you're in uh, you, you read a lot of stories and you hear a lot of people talking about how um how they've tried this product and it's worked for them and and they've lost a lot of weight despite the fact that those people were probably at the time were in a calorie deficit as well as taking yeah, these things yeah. and that's what's done it so yeah i tried all all, all those like the akai berries that was another one akai yeah, berries will, will, one. will help you lose weight yeah um so so i did that as well so i, I went on sort of like various different diets I, I i tried sort of like low carb i tried low fat i tried um paleo so it was like mainly meat diet and you know i was probably consuming about the same amount of calories that i was anyway just in different ways and and not losing anything i tried one meal plan yeah okay that's the big one yeah um because i'm seeing them everywhere at the minute that is yeah. the big one whereas I, I did get a little bit of success on that but because it wasn't designed for me it mm. was you know some guy had lost a load of weight and th these are the things that i ate during that process and this is going to work for you as well because it yeah. worked for me yeah. you know not 
no two people are the same. Everybody's different. Yeah. So, of course, it didn't work for me because he was asking me to eat a load, load of food that I wouldn't normally choose that I didn't really like. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I fell off that one pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the meal plan thing, and I know we're, we're going to talk about sort of a, a multitude of reasons why meal plans aren't a good idea. And I shall, I'll, I'll leave a few of the points to you. But for me, the, the, the main issue is, you know, is somebody who helps people with their nutrition, but isn't a nutritionist in the, in the, you know, in the sense that you are, I, yeah. the thing that annoys me most about meal plans is, is that they sort of do like, again in inverted commas like they do work for a bit in the sense that if you're it depends how you define work but if you define work as i want to lose some weight like if you follow this meal plan to a t then in if it's you know written in a way that means it creates a deficit for you then it will in inverted commas work but my my thing is my main issue with it is if it doesn't teach you anything about habits if it doesn't change any of your habits if it doesn't teach you anything about nutrition if it doesn't teach you anything about building a meal structuring a day structuring a week and you know and balancing all of these things it's almost like the second you take the meal plan away this is how i try and explain it to people if when you take the meal plan away you regain all of the weight that you lost on the meal plan that doesn't mean that's not because some people take that as proof that the meal plan worked and to me that's proof that it didn't because you've not made any sort of fundamental changes. Like yeah. if you if you take away the solution, in inverted commas again, if you take away the solution and then you lose all of the progress, then to me that should highlight the fact that it's not the right solution. You know, The solution should always be something that's going to work for that specific client. So let's say a client likes a specific type of food i have a friend who's lost uh, half his body weight having a diet based around pizza because he loves pizza and he knows that he would happily eat pizza every single day if he knows the portion sizes yeah so it should always be something that the client enjoys eating with a little bit of education about energy balance at the same time yeah because you have to learn how to how to match the amount of calories that you're eating with your output in order to maintain. So if your client is not understanding that, going on a meal plan, losing all this weight, you know, giving you a before and after picture that a lot of personal trainers seem to like, uh, push putting up on their social media to try and get more business. But for me, it's about looking after after the bit after that picture. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and... And a meal plan's never going to give you that. It's not individualized. It doesn't teach you anything. I think that is the big main point. And you don't know the damage that it could be doing to a person's to a person's body. So yeah, you could say have here's a meal plan, right? Day one, you're gonna have fish, day two, you're gonna have chicken, you're gonna have broccoli and rice with it. Mm. Probably creating micronutrient deficiencies. Yeah. So, you know. You could you could make somebody lose weight, but you could leave them with sort of like a major B vitamin complex deficiency, vitamin A deficiency, mm-hmm. a deficiency in wide range of uh, of minerals as well, purely because they followed your diet. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. They probably haven't noticed any major changes, but if they keep following that for a long period of time, it could actually cause them some some real problems. 
Yeah, I mean the other the other side of that coin as well is not only do you not know what sort of changes, what sort of damage you're doing to somebody physically, but mentally, if you write down some foods that are acceptable for this person to eat, it's it's quite easy to internalize the message, whether it's sort of explicit or not. It's easy to internalize the message that anything that's not written down on that piece of paper is now all of a sudden, uh, yeah, bad. It's just something like this is where um sort of morality gets tied in with what you eat and everything is either good because it's on the meal plan or it's bad because it's not which yeah you know it just can't be a healthy way to live your life like for for all of the benefits that you would gain from losing some weight if if you would gain any um you you gain just as many downsides for me mentally like before you even start thinking about the physical downsides like mentally it's just not it's just not right. And then I we talked about um, this with with Rhiannon, who's a who's a therapist a couple of weeks ago on the on the podcast. And she and we were saying, you know, like to think of food as fuel, you know, there's always that sort of hardcore message of food is just fuel for the body. Or it, but it it sort of it sort of isn't though, is it? Because it's also social in a lot of cases. Mm. It's also comfort in a lot of cases. You know, there's a lot of different roles that food fills and if you have got to take you know if it's your your grandparents 80th birthday and you've got to take your your meal with you to <laughs> you know like <laughs> I, I just can't see that that's a healthy way to to live your, live it's your life no. it's not and I, I think a good message to tell is that there are no inherently bad foods the only real thing that you should look to limit is trans fats yeah and that was uh, that those are fats that have had the chemical structure change to make it more palatable. Yeah. 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 Which actually sort of, I think is the only food group that you are sort of recommended. If you could get that down to 0%, then that would be ideal, but everything else is within ranges as well. So yeah. Within reason. I I was always told as, as a child to make sure that, Everything is kept varied, you know, everything in moderation, I think was the saying back then. Yeah. And it's never been more true. And we, uh, we've lost sight of that as a, as a population. And yeah. I don't know why, because it, it is the way forward. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's just, it's easy. I was sort of talking about this the other day, and I think another reason why meal plans gain so much traction is because, and again, this is sort of topical at this time of year, but the yeah. the thing with meal plans is it's it's quite easy to go 100% into something it's quite easy to go this this is it now i'm going to go to the gym every day i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to eat yeah i'm only going to eat what's on the meal plan and i'm i'm going to you know and sort of beat yourself into submission what it's quite hard to do is go 90% it's quite hard to say i'm going to be in the deficit most of the time but you know when a special occasion comes up i'm going to go out for a meal and you know if if the kids or family or work get in the way and I have to grab a meal deal from Tesco, I'll just make it work. That's really yeah. difficult. hundred percent is fine. It's like fit in the gym as well. Like if you take every set to the point where you couldn't possibly do another rep, that's quite easy to do. Cause you always know when you're done, like there's, yeah. there's no, there's no ambiguity there. There's no, you know, you don't have to think about things too, too much. It's just a case of going and do what you can. And with meal plans, it's the same. It's just like, if it's written down, you eat it, whether you feel like it or not, whether you feel like more or not, that's what you're having. Whereas to learn, 
moderation's a skill, you know, to have to have two biscuits is a skill when you when yeah. your tendency is to have 12. Like, you know, whereas to have zero is fine because you just you just say I don't do that anymore. Um yeah. 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 And I mean the the other point that I know that you're keen to make when it comes to meal plans is most of the people that are giving them are not qualified to do so. <laughs> yeah, and this is the thing. Um only, only registered dietitians are qualified to do meal plans. Yeah. Not even a nutritionist, not even me. I wouldn't even be qualified. I mean, I never intend on becoming a, uh, a dietitian, so yeah. I will never, ever be qualified to do them. But it goes back to the education thing. If you give somebody a meal plan, you don't actually explain why you're doing this. Yeah, They don't learn anything from it. Yeah. And that that's the thing that will make them maintain it afterwards, is understanding it. Yeah. And, and the thing with, with dietitians is that the reason that they would be given a, a meal plan is not because somebody has gained 10 pounds over Christmas and feels a bit flabby. Like they, if yeah. a dietitian's given out a meal plan, it's because there's either an eating disorder or like a serious deficiency, or, you know, there's going to be some serious reason why a dietitian is giving out a meal plan. It's not just going to be yeah, exactly. because my you know, my pair of jeans is getting a little bit tight. I think, you know, that's, yeah. you've got to understand the um, the scale of severity when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. When meal plans are given out by dietitians, I'd say more often than not, weight loss is not even a consideration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're going to be looking at a person's food diary and say, right, I can see. I can see that you are deficient in these things. Mm. Um, how are we going to get these yeah nutrients back into your system yeah yeah uh, sort of things like sort of post heart operation as well when when people have got yeah. to absolutely avoid fats and you know stuff like that i mean that's the sort of situation where you're going to be getting a meal plan and it's not going to be from your local pt and i say that as a local pt you know there's yeah. not there's <laughs> not a dig at, at pts and and saying but it's just a it's just a matter of fact they're just not we're just not qualified yeah to help with that from a PT's yeah. point of view, from my point of view, my scope when it comes to helping people with nutrition is to, is to help them, is to guide, you know, is to gently nudge people in the direction of going where they want to do and to educate people to the best of my, my ability. It's certainly not to ever tell anybody what they've got to eat. They just have to try and help people fit in to what they can do. So do you want to talk a little bit about how, how you go about helping people. So obviously we we sort of know the, the basics of that now, but sort of day-to-day -day how you help people. Right, okay. So what I would normally do is let's say I've picked up a um, a new potential client. So first first thing I would ask them to do is I would ask them to do me a, uh, a food diary over a period of a few days. So I get an idea of the sort of things that they like to eat, the sort of nutrients that they're getting from their diet, and um and and roughly what they're trying to achieve come the end of it nine times out of ten people will say weight loss so sit down and get an idea of what their activity levels like so we can sort of figure out what their what their basal metabolic rate roughly would be um come up with a um a calorie target for them not a strict calorie target but you know it I always say that it's not a target, it's more of a guideline. Yeah. Like this is really where, where, where you should be aiming. 
but whether or not you want to track that, that's, that's completely up to you. Then we'll come up with a, uh, a protein goal to aim for, and, um, and that will be um, way above the uh, government's guideline yeah. of a baseline of 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. So it's, it's nowhere near enough. It's enough to sustain life, yeah. but it's not enough to thrive. Yeah. So, um, so we aim for roughly about 1.4 to 1.6 grams yeah. per kilogram of their own body weight. And then we'll start looking at um, foods that they like. So what are their um, preferred protein sources? What are their preferred vegetables? What are their preferred carbohydrates and fats? What do they enjoy eating? Um, we try and come up with uh, some recipe ideas just to get them started, just just to get them along the along the path a little bit, and ju- just see a little bit of a, um, a little bit of progress within the first couple of weeks, because that little that little spark at the start that really lights the fire, and and gets people more and more involved, and usually by the end of sort of like the first or second month, people are coming to me with recipe ideas and say, Matt, do you think this would be good for me? I'm like, yeah. Well, and and then I'll ask the questions like, all right, okay, so, so how many calories per serving are we looking at here? Yeah. How many grams of protein? J- j- just so that we can get the client thinking critically like that. Yeah. So like, how is this going to serve me with regards to the progress that I want to make? Yeah. So, Hopefully, we just get people just thinking a little bit differently about their um, about their nutrition, and understanding that any changes in weight aren't always linked to body fat. You know, sometimes yeah. you see your weight go up during a, a, a weight loss journey, and understanding that having a meal that is a little heavier in carbohydrate may increase your water retention. Because for every gram of carbohydrate, you've got three grams of water. And, of course, we know that that three grams of water contains no calories. It can't make you gain fat. Yeah. But the scales will tell you that you're a little bit heavier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have a very, very recent and good example of this for in terms of scale fluctuations because I started dieting on Monday of this week, so 27th of December. Um, which is obviously the day after Boxing Day. So I had three days in a <laughs> row where all of my calories were either cheese or some form of potato, um, whether that be <laughs> roasted or or in crisp form, you know, some, something like yeah. that. Um, and then after one day of the diet, I dropped just shy of four pounds. Now, as much as I'd like to say that I'd dropped four pounds fat in, in 24 hours, highly unlikely i would have uh, i would have said um yeah, yeah so. you'd have had to eat eat negative calories i would have thought yeah would have had to burn but, off so out. you've eaten nothing and you've done nothing but exercise all day yeah burn off about fourteen thousand calories i think <laughs> <laughs> it works out as so yeah um i didn't i didn't do that for anybody who's um wondering about the the mechanics of that yeah so you know water that high salt foods so just all, all sorts of things like that i um I noticed another example actually over Christmas of eating these these sort of pretzel things from Aldi that like the salt content was insane. And I would genuinely, <laughs> if I had some of those in an evening, I'd be two pounds heavier the next day. So you can understand why these things can get, you know, confusing. And also I always use this as a really good example of why a coach is a really good idea. And it sounds 
biased coming from a coach, but it's so hard to be, even when you know that it's quite hard to be objective about the fact that your weight's gone up when you're dieting without having somebody you sort of separate from it almost like that's part of the role that a coach plays is almost um just going it's all right you're okay (laughs) you're doing the right thing it doesn't you know don't panic everything's okay even even us though we 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 would occasionally need somebody to remind us you know when you jump on the scales and and like you say you've gained a couple of pounds overnight yeah like sometimes you go oh bloody how's that happened and you go it's almost like we need another one of us to say hang on you you know you know it that's not body fat right yeah coaches need coaches definitely Um, definitely mate yeah i yeah i always say that definitely okay so obviously we're coming i mean we're coming off the back of december now which is probably when when this should have gone out this topic but um yeah moving into january now when it comes to so obviously day to day week by week we have you building these sort of habits and you build this this knowledge the way that you've been been talking about so how would you then transition that into what i would say so transition it into the real world so when there's you know events coming up there's potential meals out there's there's all of these sort of things so how would you encourage people to approach that all right so um something that i do with my current clients is um is if they know that they have a party coming up right um is I'll encourage us to uh, to sit down either do um either do a zoom like we are now or or do a face to face meetup and we'll go through the um the menu of the place where they're going to be going and we try to pick out the the foods and the drinks that they're most likely order on the night so whether it's going to be two courses three courses whether they're going to be having two three four five drinks whatever and we'll try and work out roughly the the calorie content of the meal that they're going to be having so Let's say, for example, this person consumes on average 2,200 calories a day. And we'll have a look at the meal and we'll say, right, okay, so that meal's going to be roughly 1,000 calories, right? So we've got five days left. How about we cut down on your calories a little bit each day? So we go sort of like 18, 18, 18, 18, 18. Like that'll build you in just over 1,000 calories. So that that gives you a little cushion just to go a little bit crazy if you want to, you know, have that little bit extra if you want to. And because a lot of people think when when it comes to the calorie deficit and the weight loss, it has to be the same every single day. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's over a period of time. That's the main thing that people need to understand Mm -hmm. is three and a half thousand calories over a period of time is going to lose you a pound of body fat. So you haven't got to worry about having that night out, that meal out, you know, that might, in inverted commas, throw, throw you off track. Yeah. You know, you, you can plan for it and you can just eat a little bit less in the days building up to it to sort of like, a term that I like to use is to bank some calories yeah. for the yeah. weekend or, or, or for a specific meal or or yeah. family gathering or whatever. So yeah that that is a really really good tactic to use yeah yeah i like the way that you frame that as well because one thing that i because i i sort of use that sort of approach with with people as well and something that i'm really really uh keen to stress with people beforehand is that we do this before so for me it's really important to 
it, for me, it's the line between preparation and punishment. So yeah. if you're going out for a meal on Saturday night or something, and on Monday to Friday, you do as you say, and you cut from 2000 down to, you know, down by 200 or, or whatever the amount of calories is, that for me feels like you're preparing yourself for this Saturday so that you can relax and you can have what you want and you can enjoy the night. The issue I see is when people try and do it the other way around. So it be, yeah. it's Saturday night and you go, right, I'm going out. I'm going to have everything that I want. And then on Sunday, you start punishing yourself by extracting calories. And, yeah. or, you know, e- even worse than that, I've got to go to the gym and burn it off, which I, I sort of, I hate that man- mentality of like, it's, it might seem like a very fine line because numbers wise, whether you bank the calories beforehand or whether you catch up on the calories the week after, numbers wise, it's exactly the same thing. But mentality wise, if you're preparing for the event, you enjoy it. And then on Sunday, you go back to normal and everything returns as it was. That's that's a good place to be. That's for a good approach to take. Doing, doing it afterwards is it just feels a little bit like you did something bad on Saturday night. You went over by too many. And now that you've, now you've got to catch up, now you've got to make up for that mistake that you made rather than just preparing to enjoy yourself. So, yeah, that's... um. Yeah, something that I always try and stress with people when we talk about this sort of stuff. And my thing is always just, if you have a, in inverted commas for the 15th time this podcast so far, a slip up, if you go over in your calories for whatever reason, I always think the healthiest thing to do mentally is to draw a line under it and and get back to, you know, get back to whatever whatever your structure looks like. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's a really good idea. What I always say to people as well, um, when they believe that they slipped up yeah. and they've gone a little bit overboard, is um, because I like to try, especially at the start, I, I, I like to get people into a deficit where they'll see roughly a pound change every single week in body fat. So as you know, a pound equals roughly 3,500 calories. So you've chopped that out of their diet already. Right, That 3,500 calories is gone. Yeah. Let's say they go over by 500 calories when they go out for this meal, right? And they feel like they've ruined everything, right? You're still, you're still in deficit, but yeah. 500 calories less, you'll still see a loss. Yeah. I would find it extremely bizarre if somebody actually goes over by 3,500 calories. Yeah. I mean, I would applaud the effort. Yeah. If I'm honest. It's unlikely you know, to happen without an extortionate day. amount of alcohol. <laughs> like, exactly. like that's probably the only time that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like let, yeah. let's say you have two and a half, two and a half thousand calories uh planned to, during that day, and you have an extra three and a half thousand. Mm. This is a good effort. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You're looking yeah. like a six thousand calorie day. Yeah, yeah, which is that's yeah. huge. It is massive, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's so, right. I think so, yeah. The, yeah, essentially what we're doing as coaches from that point of view is to to remove the the catastrophe from it, you know, because again, like when when it's your yeah. diet, you're like, oh no, I've ruined all this hard work and I've ruined it all. Whereas when if you've got a coach, it's so easy for somebody to just go, all right, yeah, but there's 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 worse things that have happened, you know. <laughs> there are worse things in the world than the fact that you've gone slightly over on your calories. We can fix it. It's not a problem. The the other thing to think of as well is what's usually the bit that comes after that real well that it's not really realization but that feeling that you've ruined ev- everything yeah like they go 
oh well screw it i've i've already ruined it i'm just gonna have like all the chocolate i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a chinese tonight as well and yeah you know and, and they just go i may as well just blow it spectacularly because yeah. you know i've um i've already ruined it whereas you've actually ruined nothing yeah yeah exactly it sort of goes back to what i was saying about the whole meal plan thing being easier it's like because it is easy to go 100 percent, but if you go with that 100 percent mentality and you have a slight slip up then you know um if you have a mentality that says that 99 percent is the same as zero then why wouldn't you go and have that chinese because you've ruined everything <laughs> whereas if it is just a case of gradual education and improvement then you know that you can accept that over the course of a year if you are successful with your deficit for 300 days out of 365 you're probably going to be unrecognizable by the end of that year even if on those 60 days you've had what you would consider a mild slip up you know it's a consistency in the long term will will make up for that sort of thing okay so um, in terms of working with you uh, we've talked a little bit about the process how would you go about taking in you know, if somebody wanted to reach out to you as a client? Well, first, first things first, I, I always try to get to know the client a little bit. So, you know, um, what is your family life like? What is your social life like? What do you do for a job? Yeah. Um, what do you do for exercise? This, that, and the other. So well, just allow us to paint a bit of a picture. And we'll also find out um, what sort of learner are they? Do they prefer to have... Um, that one-to-one time um, and do they need that that one-to-one support where they're going to need personal access to you like f- throughout the week every single day or are they going to going to be okay with learning in a group environment with all of the information but without that one-to-one support and um, and we just make some suggestions and give a few options and and, um, and and let the client decide which approach that they want to take. Yeah. And, you know, we can always change it again afterwards if, it, if it's not quite the right decision. You know, it's uh, as we've weight loss, it's it's a trial and error pr- procedure. So, yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah, um, we, we just see how they uh, how they feel about everything and, yeah. um, and, and just take it one step at a time. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So if they do want to find you, if anybody wants to find you, Where's best to um, to get some more information about you? Right. Okay. So um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is at shape underscore up nutrition, or you can find me on the website, which is www.shape-up-nutrition.com. Perfect. Thanks for coming on, Matt. No, no, you are very welcome. You're very welcome. Thanks.